0: You are listening to episode 60 of the Master Your Mind, Business, and Life podcast. This is my first episode with not one, but two guests. And today's guests bring the luscious to the hustle. Betsy Milne and Laura Milne are the beautiful souls behind luscious hustle. Betsy and Laura teach women how to monetize and manifest their dream business and luscious life through proven business strategies and spiritual support. We get into a deep conversation about being a spiritual entrepreneur, soul contracts, using the moon to grow your business, and a whole lot more. So as a little heads up, there is some adult language in this episode. So if you're around your kiddos or in a public space and you need to be mindful to those around you, pop in those earbuds or slide on your headphones and One more thing that I just wanted to mention that I love about this episode in general is the energy that these two ladies brought. Full disclosure, to be honest here, right before our call, the power kind of like glitched out and came back on. That happens a lot in my house. And um, I really just started to freak out because I was a little bit late for our call. And then when we went to go record the call, I guess my program updated, and I didn't actually realize this until two calls later. Um, but I didn't hit record fully, so we had started to record it. I had to stop it, go back, and restart our conversation. I mean, my anxiety because of this, everything not going my way, not going to plan, it was up. I was frazzled. I really just it took down my my normal energy level that I bring to the show. But as soon as we start talking, when we got take two, you know, start to do the the replay of it, the conversation, which we really weren't that far into it the first time, just uh, intro, really. Um, my energy balanced out and I immediately got back into the groove. So to me, this is a direct reflection of how powerful, how powerful positive energy is. I am truly excited to share this soulful conversation with you where we'll we discuss all things hustle, moon magic, feminine and masculine energy, crystals so much more. Are you ready to meet Betsy and Laura? You know what to do. Tune in, turn it up, let's go.
1: You're listening to Master Your Mind, Business and Life. Conversations with everyday world shifters, truth seekers, and rule breakers. Here's your host, Lauren Smith.
0: Hey everyone, it's Lauren Smith. Welcome back to another episode. This week I am joined by Betsy Milne and Laura Milne, transformational business and branding coaches on a mission to empower women with the tools and motivation they need to turn an idea into a full-fledged business and sought-after brand. Born from the ashes of a burnout, I love that. Luscious Hustle was created to redefine what it means to hustle as an online entrepreneur. In less than a year, they harnessed their passion to build a six-figure business that supported the lifestyles and time and freedom that they craved. Laura, Betsy, welcome to the show. I'm honored to have you guys join me today.
2: Oh, thank you so much for having us. We're so excited for this chat. Thank you. Um,
0: So as a rewind, um, (laughs) I was in awe when I realized that you guys weren't related because Milne is not a very popular last name. Like smith um so how did you guys meet and partner up tell me the story behind this
2: so yeah way back in 2016 i think og days um laura actually slid into my dms and so (laughs) she just one day found me on instagram she was looking through uh different things. And she was building her network marketing business and she stumbled upon mine. That was all, I was a health coach. I had lots of gardening photos and she was like, you know what? I love what you're doing right now. This is really cool. P.S. By the way, we have the same last name. <laughs> Want to talk. <laughs> at the time, at the time, what we didn't realize was, um, well, first of all, I didn't even know how to get back into my DMs. So yep. I saw this and I was like, holy smoke, someone has my last name. Like that never, ever happens. Yeah. But at the same time, we were both sort of building the same type of business. We both had the same interests. And over the years, what we've realized is we just, we had a sole contract with each other because back then we had no concept. Like it was just an innocent DM to make a connection, yeah. to talk to another person in real life. Yeah. Zero agenda. Zero agenda. This was like, we're not going to go into business together. We're not going to be best friends forever. We're not going to like... <laughs> just met this person online. Part a business 3,000 miles <laughs> But the beauty of our story, I think, and what I love so much about working with Laura is, um, there literally has never been an expectation on the relationship that we were building from day one. That's beautiful. Just like we are two chicks. We share the same last name. Holy shit. We have that in common and that in common and that in common. And then, oh, I saw, I'm sorry. I swore. I hope that's okay. That's
0: all good. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
2: Um, but, but it was just, it's, it's like what our girls come to us for now. It's like, how do you find your business partner? How do you find that person? And we know now, cause we're ridiculously, woo, we had a soul contract with each other. We had to have the same last name in order for me to write her back. Yeah. And it's just, it's incredible what has unfolded over the last three years. Cause we've only known each other for like three years.
1: Yeah. We've only known each other for three years. We've only technically been in business for about well, it'll be two, months. it'll, yeah, it'll be like year and a half. Be 18 really? months.
0: It's
1: about 18 months. Um, we have we've done the podcast since January, 2017, which was another thing. We only started the podcast because Betsy was like hanging out with some friends in New York just before Christmas, 2016, mm. and just was feeling like a huge void, like a lack of the types of really like deeper conversations with really right. interesting women like you, like just yeah. really oh, smart, <laughs> soulful, interesting women. Yeah. And she's like, I want to be having these conversations. Like let's start a podcast so that we can create new circles of connection. Yeah. And I was like 100% I'm in. I didn't even listen to podcasts. and I <laughs> yeah. thing about pie. I was like I don't know how to do that but like let's do it. Let's and do it. Yeah. Literally two we literally 2 weeks later like January 4th 2017 we launched the podcast. Like we're on iTunes launched um, inside ready of two weeks, go. ready to go. And just, did, us, the damn uh, things. just yeah. did the damn thing. It's pretty much how we've operated ever since. Like if it feels <laughs> right and we have an idea, we just like, sure, let's do that. And it's done two weeks later. And we don't always know how it's going, you know, the strategy and the how of exactly how it's going to pan out. We just trust that it's going to be the right next step and we go for it. And it always works.
0: I yeah. find that sometimes like when you stop focusing on the how. And you focus yes. on the what it's like, it, it, it will fall in place. Like that's almost like how the universe really wants it to align. Like write down, oh, your figure out what you want to do, get clear on it. And then it'll figure itself out. You know, like, I think yeah. that's so beautiful. Let's go back a little bit. Okay. What is a soul contract? Cause I'm sure something people listening are like, Oh, what? <laughs> so you were so, definitely it.
2: So, okay. So I grew up with a very woo woo mother. Like she will not admit it. She actually, she's very <laughs> excited lately that I talk about these things and I'm not embarrassed. But like when we were little, my mom always told me like, you pick this life, you pick this challenge. This is your soul contract. And I've also grown up in a household where we talked about past lives and you know, what we're bringing into this life. And not so much how to deal with that per se It's like here's your problem. It came in with this life, right? <laughs> right. Um, but for but soul contracts. So how I was raised, you have soul contracts with certain people that come into your life. They can be in your life. You basically you work with the same people over and over in multiple lives in order to fulfill your soul contract. And so when Laura came into my life. I was going through a ton of shit and we truly believe that you need to be the person that you want to be in order to have the things that you to do do the work that you want to do. And then, and then you get to receive. Right. And so for me at that point, I wasn't being the, my highest self. Mm -hmm. I needed someone to help me be my highest self. Like I knew I had a voice. I knew I had a mission. I knew I wanted to do all these things, but I wasn't quite there yet. Mm -hmm. And so Laura coming into my life when she did the podcast, like it's fun. It sounds so horrible. I was out in New York city with my girlfriends, but we weren't having deep conversations. That's not true. We were, but like in a totally different, different way. Yeah. Different like, realm of, of things. Yeah, exactly. And like my friends, my friends still call me like the hippie one, which is crazy. Cause I'm not, I'm not a hippie, not, but I'm woo. Like yeah. I, I'm not she's crunchy and she's bougie. I'm very bougie. Ooh.
1: She's not crunchy granola. Woo but Bougie. That's like a new song coming up. <laughs> she's woo, but bougie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like we were having conversations
2: at the ACE hotel and I'm like, yeah, I really want to start a podcast and everyone's like looking at me going, and what are you going to talk about? Bets?" like, <laughs> um, but what, but how we know we have a soul contract is, um, so when Laura had a daughter, like a year before we, we found each other online, um, on May 22nd, 2015, Laura was pregnant And she was in labor. And so she sat down with her journal and she wrote out what she wanted for her life. Mm Because here she is bringing her child into the world. And it's like, what is the better world that I picture for my daughter? Who do I have to be to show up and do so I can receive? And so she decided that she wanted to be someone that was having conversations with interesting women and like drinking cups of
1: tea all day long and just very feminine. like You know those conversations with your girlfriends where it's, whether it's coffee or it's wine late at night or whatever, but you just like you feel like the stars are aligning and you're yeah. laughing and you're talking and you're sharing and you can cry one minute and be like peeing your pants. Your pants and necks, neck. yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. And like you, you're, you're, you just feel it in your chest. Like you're like those women. My mom has so many good girlfriends that are like that, that she's mm-hmm. known for years. And I was always around those types of conversations. And so it's like, how could I possibly <laughs> be able to do that yeah. for a living? Like, how could I make money seeing other women like holding space for them and seeing them in a way that they don't see themselves yet because i feel like that's really what i did for betsy she didn't she totally see did. herself as this badass and bougie coach you know empath person but i saw it so it's like that's what we do for our students now i see in them we both see in them what yeah. they what they aspire to be but can't quite step into being in this yeah. moment yeah. and that's what that's what gets the ball rolling that's yeah. what that's what it's like it's the it's the spark that first spark that gets everything happening
2: yeah and so while she was writing this in her journal about to give life (laughs) bring forth life into the world i was sitting three thousand miles away watching a webinar because i had been so sick i had literally burned myself out and then burned that version of myself out even more in new york city working in fashion um I was having migraines daily and I was living at home with my parents. I'd actually moved home cause I was so sick. I couldn't live on my own. I couldn't take care of myself. And I was watching a webinar about, um, like health coaching, getting my health coaching certification. And I remember my mom was like, you should do this. And I was like, I don't really want to start a business right now. And she was like, no, no, no. But I had the thought, it was like, if I can heal myself, I can heal other people. And I didn't know what that looked like at the time. And so the next morning, May 23rd, literally we figured this out, like almost within like minutes of Ellery being born and me, I signed up for my health coaching certification. So we view that as like, that was the trigger. That was the spark. And then we didn't, this is letting go of the how it I took a goosebumps. full year. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> I get goosebumps every time I tell this, but it took a full year for us to find each other Because I had to heal. She had to nurture her child. And then it was like, the universe was like, okay, now's the the time. You ladies get together. And when we started working together, like she was my upline um, in network marketing, we would get on the phone with each other and we never, we We talked about business, business, but like not our network marketing. Like we would get on the phone and it was like off in a different direction, having these incredible conversations. So it was just, it just made sense that we would go into business because that was what we were passionate about. Yeah. Laura, daughter, did, I was a business coach and I didn't believe her, you but <laughs>
0: you weren't like, like, no. <laughs> Laura, did you grow up in like in a
1: spiritual space as well? I didn't. <laughs> no, I did not. Betsy's just about choked her coffee. Um, <laughs> no, I totally didn't. I mean, my parents, honestly, I'll say this about my parents. I like, I don't buy lottery tickets because I literally won the lottery when I was, when my soul picked them. Mm. Like they, they are just the most like they are amazing, grounded, unconditionally loving people that anyone could have asked for. So when I said like I used to be a pediatric nurse, you know I had a full I was a pedi- I had a science degree and then I got an, another nursing degree and I went into you know working at like a level three trauma center as a pediatric nurse, had my full time permanent position, pension benefits, all the you know the works, and you know so for me to like. Uh, I'm having a baby and also I'm quitting my job and I'm going to start this, I'm going to start this podcast and maybe it'll, and I, we talk about crystals and how to use the moon to launch your business. My dad's a, my dad's a corporate commercial lawyer. My mom's a a high school math teacher. Like this was completely out of their realm of like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) But I will say, you know, and they're not, they're not super woo, but they're, you know, they're open to receiving. Like I'm one of those people, like I, you can say something really fucking weird to me. And I'm like, I don't know if that's for me, but I'll receive that. Like, you know, I'm open. I'm always curious and they're curious enough and open enough and genuinely loving enough as people that they were completely supportive of me, even though, I mean, they understand what I do now, but that took, it took, we've been (laughs) in business for 18 months. Like when we first incorporated, my dad did the, like, did the, like, he set up the corporation. For us. Yeah. Like
2: I got interviewed,
1: he did all the legal work. And like, he like, God love him for, for trusting me and trusting us. Cause he was like, I could see it on his face. He's like, I have no idea what the fucking <laughs> girls think you're doing. Like, this is not a business model. Yeah, and He would ask me yeah. questions. He was like, he's like, so you guys are going to be equal partners. Is that correct? Yes, Mr. Moon. <laughs> 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 but, yeah, no. So like there was, there wasn't a lot of woo. I mean, I grew up going to church, Yeah. Um, but also my parents, like I grew up in a, where I live in Alberta is like a very, um, it's sort of like the Bible belt of Canada, mm-hmm. like, like lots of religion, but lots of very right-wing religious, like not very, everyone's, it's very clicky. i yeah. put it that way. And everyone's very, you know, rooted in their religion and not open. Right. Whereas my parents, like, yeah, we went to church, but they were super open to me learning everything about all kinds of different religions and different ways of life. And they were very liberal and open-minded in that way. So it's actually not surprising that then, like, that that's kind of how I was raised, even though I wasn't in the woo, they were open to exploring, or at least have, being um, supportive of me exploring it. Right. And that's really, like, that's been the greatest gift of all, because... They've been huge supporters of us, even when we didn't know what the hell we were doing, and they didn't know either. But so, but
0: that's, so did that's Nancy bring in a lot of the, the spiritual side for she you did. to like open up your eyes to? Yeah,
1: well,
2: she did. What's funny about that is yeah. this is like this is this is Laura's sweet spot, right? So I knew all this stuff. But I had spent 10 years, 12 years working in New York City in a very male-dominated field. I was surrounded by men. I was always the youngest girl in the room. I had the most power in the room Mm. as the youngest girl in the room. And so for me, I was very much in my masculine energy at that point. And so I never talked about any of this stuff. I totally was like, intuition's not a thing. Mm-hmm. I had been collecting crystals since I was about five. Like I started working with crystals really young. Really, um, yeah. I was like the little girl in sixth grade with like them tucked into her bra, or like I had um like a little um pouch that I would wear around my neck. <laughs> they were always in my pocket. Um, and I and I had all the crystal jewelry growing up. Like I always wore crystals but I would never tell anybody why I was wearing crystals. So it was always there. I just would never admit it. And so as the podcast, as people kept coming on, they're like, you know, you're really intuitive. And I was like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, I was (laughs) like, no, I build million dollar accounts, man. Mm. And like, I was just really hardcore. And then, um, but I always loved the moon. And when we, when we finally embraced it, or when I finally like let go and surrendered to the fact, like, I, I love this stuff. And there's so many gifts that you can get from them. That really opened us up. I think particularly me, it cracked me wide open. And then I was like, yeah, I'm bougie and woo. It's fine. It's cool. <laughs> That's who I am. You just have to embrace
0: it at that level. Yeah. That's so, it's so interesting to me that it started so young for you, but I guess it, it makes sense saying as your mom was, was really into it as well. It's probably how my kids are going to be. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be like, oh, my, my, my oldest daughter
2: is like, yeah, my mom's a little weird. I'm like, so
0: <laughs> it's
2: okay. It's weird. Well, well, you know what? It's it's weird. So it's weird because my friends didn't understand it. Like my friends labeled it as weird, but I've never thought of it as weird. And I look back now at like how I talked about it, and all my friends now. It's so funny when I started in business, nobody got what I did, but now my friends are like, "Oh, that makes total sense." Yeah, you've been talking yeah. about that since high school, and I'm like, I know. You yeah. <laughs> know, yeah. just had to come like full circle almost. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to stop letting other people tell you what you are. That was my thing. That was my
1: huge shift. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So what is
1: luscious hustle? Like what, what does Mm -hmm. that embody? Well, the short answer is the luscious is the lifestyle. It's Mm -hmm. the feminine. It's the, it's, it's that flowing, nurturing, loving, fulfilled feeling that we all want. Right. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, the goodness and the hustle is—it's the business, mm. it's the masculine, it's that work, that energy, the drive. Um, but you know, the two are really mixed and mingled together. Like you, it, and it's really this notion that you need both mm. um, because in the spirituality world, it's like oh, just be and like oh, hippy dippy, airy fairy, woo woo, and people get lost in that, and there's nothing grounding you. So the feminine needs the masculine, the masculine needs the feminine, mm. um, and we see so often in the business world that there is just so much emphasis on vanity metrics and strategies and funnels and ads and all of these things. And it's all hustle, hustle, hustle. And there's no, there's no heart to it. There's no individuality. There's no, so it's like you need those two things together. Yeah. Um, And to be honest, like luscious is such a juicy word. I like it. I mean, it's, it's abundant and rich and it's sort of sensual and it's like, it gives you all the feels. And when we first started out the word. We honestly like Betsy hated the word luscious. I I came, I brought the word luscious to the table and she hated it for a long time. And actually I, the reason she hated it was actually kind of, I felt the same way. Like we didn't feel worthy as women of the word luscious. Like Mm. we didn't feel like powerful, Mm. luscious women. Mm. We didn't feel that way, but we chose to label our business as it because we were going to become that. So we're going to learn how to embody what the word luscious means to us and it and it means something different to everyone. Yeah. But like what is that really strong, smart, ambitious, powerful, knows herself, confident and comfortable in her body, confident in the work that she does? Like that woman, we're gonna be her. Yeah. And if we can be her and take action from being her, do the things we need to do, then we will get to have and receive. All the abundance that we want, but it has to come from being luscious, like being a luscious hustler.
0: Yeah. How do you keep the balance? Because I feel like that is so important to balance the feminine and the masculine. So what is the healthy way to be able to do that? You know, because Betsy, you had said in the corporate world, you were pulling more of that masculine energy and suppressing that feminine. So, yeah, you probably can look back and be like, I would have been more balanced had I brought more of my feminine energy to the table but how do we achieve that?
2: So for us, it's funny as a New Yorker, I love the word balance. Like when I first started (laughs) as a health coach, I was like, balance, find your balance. Everything's going to be this. Um, but what we notice now is it's, it's not so much a balance as it is harmony between the masculine and feminine. And it's not so much harmony as it is integration and accepting both sides of yourself. So for me, hustle at the beginning was my comfort zone. I'm really good in a hustle, like hustle mode. I'm, I'm awesome. Yeah. And what's funny is as we started talking to like wellness professionals and people that were health coaches, the word hustle was such a trigger word. And it's a trigger word for so many women because we don't want to live our lives where our we're just go, go, go. Mm. Yeah. But we're ambitious, right? So when you're an ambitious woman, what do you look for? You look for the externals to validate the work that you're doing. That's yeah. the hustle. And so we can go down the rabbit hole. And what's happened for both of us, um, is reawakening that divine feminine energy, that all-knowing heart-centered, heart-led intuition that can drive us forward. We realize that you needed to have both. Yeah. You need to have that intuition and the creativity that lives in the divine feminine and that knowing that you're capable of being and doing the things that you want to do. But the masculine is really that strategy and the drive. Like it takes action, inspired action. Mm-hmm. And so... I mean, my masculine and feminine right now, they live very much in harmony with each other. Mm -hmm. Like I feel very, the more feminine I feel, the more I feel in my feminine, the more aware I am of the masculine and like being able to get shit done. Yeah. Um, Whereas in the past, I always felt like I had to be one or the other. I had to be wearing long skirts or I wasn't in my feminine or I had to be, you know, like in a pantsuit. I never wore a pantsuit, (laughs) but you know, like, yeah, that's the, that's the masculine. Right. right, And doing the power pose. And it's not, the two of them live like congruent to each other and they live in integrity with each other. And it's when we embrace that duality, hustle stops becoming about externals. It's strategy. Mm. To me, Hustle in the feminine is just simply strategy. Mm. And it's trusting your intuition to lead you with that strategy. Cause yep. you still see results. Right, it sounds right. crazy, but you still see results.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it doesn't even sound crazy to me. Cause I'm like, yes. Yeah. (laughs) more of this. Yes. So you guys also use the moon a lot
1: in your business. Tell me about that. Yeah. So we do all like well. Yeah. So the the nutshell version is that you know there are a lot of women who are successful and making money, whether they're doing it in business or they're in CEOs running their own businesses, they're in positions of power in politics. Um, I want to see more women having more money and have an equal share of the power. But the way, the reason that I believe that's not working is because a man's body often op- operates on a 24 hour clock, just like, you know, the, the, like the, their energy, cycle just like the stock market, right? They, they cycle and they have peaks and lows within a 24 hour cycle, but then they recharge and they start over again. A woman's body operates on a 28 day cycle. Mm-hmm. So we can have an entire days where we are just on fire. Yeah. Right. And then we have other days we were like, we, we need to really take a step back and mm-hmm. receive and sink in and recharge. And so this screws with women. It's like kind of a mind fuck yeah, for us. And yeah. we're trying to build a business from the masculine and our bodies are, and our, our souls are literally wanting to operate differently that day. Mm-hmm. So using the moon as a tool is perfect because our bodies are meant to sync with the moon. Um, and when we do honor that ebb and flow of energy between the masculine and the feminine, depending on the what phase of the moon you're in, then you actually get to be more productive in in a way that doesn't feel like you're constantly trying to push water uphill. Mm-hmm. That's, that's really the biggest thing that I feel like our girls come to us with is they are they're doing all the things they're smart and they're ambitious and they're super capable and they feel like they are just running from one activity to the next and they are responsible for all the damn things in their personal lives and in their work and in this business they're trying to build on the side and they get overwhelmed and burnt out and it's just them trying to continue to be masculine in a masculine world what they really need to do is be in their feminine and build the business from that place so the moon it's strictly a tool that allows us to break down on a daily basis, like, and honor what we're meant, what what we are actually feeling in that moment, and then how to structure your business. Like, how do you how do you structure a launch? When should you be on social or not? When should you be, you know, planning content? It's permission, really. It's giving them permission and a and a like a framework mm-hmm. to operate on because this is something that I think as women we've actually really lost over the centuries. You know, I read the book, um, like the Red Tent. I'm forgetting the author's name right now, but I read the rent, the red tent, a few months ago, and it was just amazing. I mean, as women, we used to always live in tribe together. We really did all sit in a red tent on the new moon and get our period and go through life to life's challenges together. And we've lost that. Mm-hmm. We've lost our connection to our bodies and to the earth and to our, you know, the universe. Our you know our souls our spirit and so the moon is that permission and that framework to sink back into that when we're in alignment with that and what we really want then we can take action and then we the the how of what you should do next in your business it will actually unfold very seamlessly yeah and without feeling like you're forcing it
0: so are there like phases of the moon that like are more masculine. They are feminine. Like what, yeah. what, what are those? If you don't mind breaking this down to me, like what, sure. give me an example, like what, what part of it's
2: masculine? What, what phase is feminine? Okay. So there's eight phases in a lunar cycle, which start with the new moon and then it ends with the, with the waning crescent. So, um, new moon first quarter, full moon and third quarter. So like if you're looking at it as a circle and you draw like a cross through the circle, those are actually your masculine phases. So when you think about masculine, um, when you think about masculine tasks that you would do, you see on social media, people do moon manifesting, right? Whether they're manifesting on the new moon or the full moon, that's actually an action step. It's inspired action. We're writing down, we're planning, we're plotting, we're releasing whatever it is, whatever, however you use the moon to to manifest. So those are the masculine ones. And then there's these really sweet windows in between. So there's waxing crescent, waxing gibbous, waning crescent and waning gibbous. Um, and those are actually the feminine and those are our moments to receive. Mm. So when we first started working in the moon, we used it. I used it first as a healing tool because I was working through some trauma. And then I was like, you know what? This works for the business because what happens is we have all this energy, like on a full moon, we always have all this energy, right? Cause it's right. bright in the sky. There's extra blue light like feeling all the things. Yeah. And then like, you ever have like two days later where you're like, God, I just don't want to do anything today walk, walk. I want to go for a walk <laughs> and you're like you're like what is happening to me right now yeah. that's the feminine energy and what the feminine energy allows us to do is take that inspired action that we've created in the masculine phase and really integrate it and sink into it and decide is this really what I want to do you know how an idea sparks right yeah. you want to go with it you're like Fuck yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. this is the yeah. best idea ever. And then you have these moments where it's like, well, let's think about it. You have the idea, but how does that come to fruition? It's mm-hmm. the same thing when you plant a seed, you have to let it take root. So you plant the seed and then you let go. That's the feminine. You let go, mm-hmm. you let the roots take shape and then it pops up and it's growing. Um, so that's how we use the moon in the business. Like we understand that there's days that were, and it's always funny because at the beginning when we, I called her and I was like, okay, listen, this is working for me in my personal life. I've sort of been doing it in the business, but you don't know about it. Like, can we go all in? Just give me a month, right? Like, let's just try this for a month. And we went, you know, we went from like a $5,000 month to
1: $10,000 with no effort. Whoa.
0: And we were like, we okay. actually,
1: we actually cut back the number of, the number of hours we had. Yeah. Wow. Cut back our hours and cut back our offerings and made more
2: money. And then we did it again and we doubled again and we were like, Oh, oh shit, oh we're on to something. Yeah,
0: we're, yeah, this is working. So you use the moon as a tool, but you also, we talked about earlier using crystals.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How else do you use crystals within your business?
1: Oh God! <laughs> well, we How have many bodies, loaded
2: question. <laughs> well, you know what? So, okay, so I I experienced some trauma in my twenties. I was sexually assaulted and raped. That's <laughs> really fun. And my energy, though, for a really long time, was completely off. Mm. And so, for me, crystals were the first healing tool that I used. Energetic healing tool. So, crystals come from the earth. Each crystal holds, it holds its own vibrational energy that when placed on the body or carried with you, you can actually tap into. Mm. So, for me, I started wearing crystals as a way to I was having massive panic attacks when we started our business. I was in the throes of PTSD when we first started our business. I had no voice some days. Like I would get on podcast interviews, hold my shit together and then get off them and basically cry for the rest of the day. Yeah. Like it was very triggering the work that we were doing. But the crystals for me were a way to simply ground down and take that vibrational energy and use it to stay in alignment so that I could show up. And then as we started working with them on a deeper level, you know, you can use crystals um, like, I mean, we just got back from our retreat uh, that was in San Diego and I used the crystals that we had to like infuse energy into our space while we were there and you can you can it like set intentions with your crystal so that when you're carrying your crystal you hold on to that intention like sodalite is a great one when you have to speak yeah all the
1: girls got sodalite yeah because they're all feeling hesitation yes mm. around speaking their truth asking for what they need asking for help really communicating, you know, what they're, what they're, what they're trying feminine, to, what the feminine wants needs right. to communicate. So yeah. they all got sodalite light. And I think the nice thing about crystals is it, it, they're pretty, cri- cri- well, they're pretty. big, shiny, <laughs> that. they're bougie. Crystals hold space for you the same way that we hold space. Like we hold space for our students and we can, they can energetically offload on us and we know how to disperse that and help mm-hmm. them through it. And it's like, you can set an intention with a crystal and then wear it with you. And even when you're in like the day-to-day grind of like kids and work and running errands and all this shit. And that it's intention there. you said is not at the front of your mind, but it's still in the crystal that you're carrying on you. So it's like the crystal gets to hold that intention for you, even when you can't have the presence of mind to do it. Yeah. Do
0: You also use them as, um, cause I can imagine like coaching and, and helping people, helping women through this, there's a lot of energy shifts happening and you can you probably are pretty empathic and are picking up on those energies and receiving them and feeling them. How do you not carry them with you through your day and allow someone else's energy to, let's say, negatively impact you?
1: Yeah, this is such even, a good question for Betsy. It's not a negative thing. You know what I mean? like. Some- no, it's a really good question. And, and I'm, I'm glad that you asked it because we actually get, sometimes our students will say this. We've had multiple students say this to us where they're just like, they almost apologize mm. for sharing what's going on in their life for sharing. And they're like, this isn't related to business. It's just me. You oh, know, my, my personal life is blowing up. Like girlfriend, we both blew up our personal lives this year. It's okay. You can still be successful business and blow up your personal life. Yeah. Um, and that's, in it's just a matter of communicating and sharing that. So yeah, we do, we want them to do that. We want them to be able to hold space for people that way. And it's when you do that sixteen personalities. Like I'm, an, I'm an ex, an extrovert, so I'm an ENFJ. Oh, you're an INFJ. Who INFJ.
2: Am I? I'm an INFP. I. I'm INFP. I'm very.
1: We're both very intuitive. I'm like seventy six percent intuitive. Betsy's about like one hundred ninety. One hundred and ten percent empath. Yeah.
2: <laughs> But the crystals the crystals for me in particular, especially at the beginning, like stepping out of the old story that I lived in the masculine energy right. and stepping into being an empath. Like I'm an intuitive empath, a telepathic empath. Like I'm reading this book and I was like, oh, so I'll just check all the boxes, yeah. right? Like whatever. <laughs> um, but for me, the crystals, like I actually, to be completely honest, if I'm not wearing crystals or I don't have them in my pocket, I actually don't feel okay. Right. And so for me, having them... Like I wear them on my wrist. I have them in my ears. Um, I, if I'm speaking in public spaces, I have certain ones that I will wear on me to absorb the energy. The cool thing, the question I get a lot lately, because we do really deep work with people, is they're like, my stones are going dark. Or like, my stones are breaking. What does that mean? And really, that just goes to show the energy that a stone can absorb for you. I have the most gorgeous you've turned
1: stone black. Oh in my week. God. She just offloads all her energy into it. Like berries. Oh like, Oh, that's black now puts it in the garden. I have one moonstone. Like the moon is my oh. favorite
2: and the moonstone. I have this gorgeous, like it was one of the first real pieces of jewelry I ever bought myself. Yeah. Um, it, I wore it to a convention. It went black and over the course of the like five days or whatever. And when I got home, I've never been able to clean it again. And it finally broke the other day. I was wearing it because I was like, I just want to like, I love it so much. And it finally cracked. And I was like, okay, you served me well. Thank you. Thank we'll you. go buy a new one. Yeah. And wow. that's what it means when your crystal breaks, like it's absorbed. It's done its job for you and it's time to let it go. And you can replace it with a new one, set a new intention and you're ready to move on. Yeah.
1: So Damn, that's um, powerful.
2: Yeah. I didn't I didn't I guess like I've never like really seen
0: a, a crystal turn like that. So that's yeah. I
1: told you she's 114% empathic.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <Just>
2: straight, <laughs>
0: straight up, up woo <laughs> over here. Straight
2: up woo. <laughs> <laughs> woo. And,
0: and for those who are listening who probably are like, What what are we using crystals for? Like they you were saying that you had given a crystals to help people speak, but they align with your chakras is what Yeah. Um, yes. For those who don't listening, know so like different colors, different crystals for different things to help you whatever you're doing. So if you're mm-hmm. listening and you're like, "What are you all talking about?" Oh yeah, we
1: get <laughs> we <there>. get <laughs> real. We get this conversation goes about forty-seven layers deeper with yeah. our students because what depending on what's going on with them, we'll be on a coaching call talking about like their next launch sequence, mm-hmm. their email funnel, or whatever. And then it's like when we peel back all the layers, like, "Oh, this is a sacral chakra issue." Okay. Yeah. Let's deal with that first. Yeah. And when things are all line, cause your chakras are like a ladder. So yeah. if there's something like if you start from the bottom and work your way up, if something's blocked, it's usually the one, then the one below it will get backed up. Yeah, the, the energy will be askew. it will be hyperactive or hypoactive. We deal with that, deal with what's going on in their personal lives, whatever limiting beliefs dumpster fire those. And then, and then we can actually move on to the strategy and then we know it will work. Yeah. Yeah. Because again, it's like that, that feeling of every entrepreneur has had that feeling in their business where you're trying to make something work and it just feels like pushing a water uphill, right? It just feels awful. And instead of continuing to try and like bang your head against a wall, it's like, well, let's dig deeper, Mm -hmm. actually get to the root of it so that it feels good. It should be fun. It should be luscious. Yeah. Especially as women, we want in the divine feminine, you want to wake up every morning and feel fulfilled. You want to feel fulfillment and love and feel like that is radiating from you. Mm -hmm. So it's not that we're like dancing in circles in the garden all day long and not working. We're (laughs) we're girls who work, but we work in a way that it doesn't feel like work. Right. right? It feels very aligned. And so then that's how we're able to be so productive. It's how we build like, A multiple six figure business in 18 months because it was just everything was sinking really quickly. Yeah.
0: Dang, you guys are awesome. I'm just like, (laughs) dang. (laughs) So, you guys work a lot with spiritual entrepreneurs. I consider myself a spiritual entrepreneur. What does that actually mean to you to be a spiritual Mm -hmm. entrepreneur?
2: Um, So for me, it means embracing the masculine and feminine and accepting that we are, as women, Mm heart-led. I think that spiritual entrepreneurs, um, like you don't actually have to be an energy healer or someone that works with crystals on the daily in order to be a spiritual entrepreneur. I think it's a mindset. I think it's an acceptance and an openness to leading with your intuition, to leading with your heart. Um, right. so you so, could be a copywriter you exactly, could be, like, and still be yeah. a spiritual entrepreneur. Yeah, right. It's, it's understanding that there's this innate power inside you. And then if you're willing to crack it open and to become your highest self, first and foremost, you're going to actually open yourself up to do things in alignment and then receive at the highest level because the universe supports that inside you. Mm-hmm
0: what a cool definition. I like that one. That's (laughs) a good way to put it. I really like it. Um, so if you guys had one advice for, let's say an audience member who's listening, who's not really stepping into their power right now, they're not owning their truth. They're not waking up feeling fulfilled. What would be your advice to them?
2: Where does it hurt? Ask yourself here's the thing. Mm -hmm. So as women, as women, so we were talking about the chakras before, and we actually had an energy healer recently say to us, you know, all women hold, hold pain in their heart. Mm. Right. So if you, if you ever, there's always going to be a block in your root chakra, your heart chakra that you're going to have to open up. And the thing that we've noticed, and particularly in my own healing journey, my body always knew before my mind wanted to accept it.
0: Mm. And my
2: body was giving me signs that something had to change. So if you wake up in the morning, like, think about it. Like, where do you feel it in your body? Is it like a tightness in your chest? Um, We have a meditation that we do with all our girls where it's like, breathe in and breathe out and just be mindful. Take three deep breaths. Are you actually receiving your breath in? Mm. Are you blocking the breath coming in? We're so good at pushing out. If we're really good at pushing out, that means that we're really good at giving. But if we're really good at re- like breathing in, that means that we're receiving and you want to have a balance between the two. And
1: nine times out of 10, when we do this, people will tell us that it, when, when you go to like take that big inhale, it feels uncomfortable for them. Right. Like there's some like in or across their chest. Right. Like, here. Your blocks. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like, well, okay, well, where in, you, where in your life are you having difficulty receiving? Well, uh, you're not receiving money. What else are you not receiving? Are you able to receive compliments without deflecting them? Yeah. Are you able to receive help when it's offered? Are you able to vocalize from your throat chakra what it is that you really need and then receive it without guilt, yeah. without an agenda, without feeling badly for it? Right. Like that's, that is being in your feminine. And, and so, and that's actually, I mean, building business in the feminine is you have to be able to ask for help. You have to be able to communicate what it is that you really want. And there's no more bulldozing through things, <laughs> avoiding the conversation yeah, or avoiding right? awkward conversations. That's another one. It's a yeah. lot of awkward conversation avoiding. Yeah. Um, when really, if we're speaking from our heart and able to give and receive, inhale and exhale with ease, mm-hmm. then so many things in, in your business strategically will fall in place. Yeah. And if you're giving, like, is your throat sore? Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good
2: telltale sign because if we're giving and we're not actually speaking our truth, like we think that we're doing all the right things, you'll notice there's always like a dull eight kind of in your throat. Or maybe you have all these ideas and you're not expressing. So you're getting headaches or maybe you have, you know, um, people that have like a, like your solar plexus is your, um, energy center. So if there's something that you, you're like ready to go, but you're not actually taking a step, you'll notice it as like, kind of like, um, like a dull sort of ache in your stomach. Right. Like this, like, Oh, I'm like dying to do this. And, so I think the body really can lead us and really tell us like where do we need to look at? What layer do we need to peel, peel back? And then you know the second step to that is, are you prepared to listen? Mm-hmm. Are you prepared to take action? Because the reason... We've talked about this a lot recently. We're in partnership and we've built this business really fast. We've hit multiple six figures since January. And everyone's like, well, how do you do it? And it's like, anytime one of these challenges come up or something's not working we go in, we lean in, we go deep. It's not, it's just part of the process. And I think asking those deeper questions, having someone that can hold us accountable, we have each other, but we also do this for our students, which is why their businesses are growing so fast. It's having someone that can look at you with compassion and say, it's okay, but this is the time to break that cycle Mm -hmm. so that you can go to the next level so you can ascend into your highest self. Right. Yeah. And
1: we that we are, speeds up the process. We are not afraid to open Pandora's box of pain and shit. Let me just put it that way. Like, we spend... I mean, we live in two different countries, 3,000 miles apart. We... I mean, we're here... She's here visiting me this week. But, like, we actually don't spend a lot of time together. We're making plans to make that happen more often. But we I was haven't. like, oh, I'll fly up every month. And, you know, but it's like we spend a lot of time on boxer. Yeah. And we... It's like how... I, what Betsy said is is so true. Like how you listen is how you live. Yeah. Um, right. We are. I'm really open to listening. And when we don't do a good job of listening, then she will tell me things will get wonky, and we there will be an argument. But then it happens. But I'm like, okay, right? That's a that's a, it's not a red flag to get angry or to feel um like triggered or anything. Triggered. Right. It's just like, or if you do feel triggered, it's like, okay, so where's that coming from? You know, we need to have a, a deeper conversation right now, and like. Right. Other like the podcast that needs to get put out, the other shit that work that needs to happen today, that gets put aside and we deal with this first. Yeah. Because this like the relationship is what's important. And I think that that's the other thing with us is women people are so amazed that we have this business partnership as two women and we're 50-50 share like shareholders, like we're complete equals in our business. And we get asked all the time, like, how do you make it work? How do you make it work? And it's like, well, how did Steve Jobs and the laws make it work. Like right. there are so many men in business. Right. Who- Why is it okay for men to do it and not women? Like yeah. exactly. And they do it well. They've built some of the most successful businesses in history. Hmm. And I think that that is also going to be the key for women r- collectively rising up. We have to learn how to start working together, like actually working together. With no agenda, completely heart-led, really, really listening to each other. Um, and when that happens, like, damn, magic happens. Boys. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's where the real magic is. Yeah. And yeah, I, I love that you touched on how important just listening is because I've just learned, especially in the past year, that listening is higher than speaking. Like it's yes. like the true key to communication. And if you're not, re- if you're not listening to your partner, your spouse, your friend, your yourself, whatever it may be, it's like, you're never really going to be in tune. You're not going to be aligned Like you're just missing the biggest key step of like this whole communication thing. So I love that you touched on that. Thank you for for bringing that up. Um, Where can our listeners go to learn more about you guys and Lush's hustle and just connect with you further?
2: So we hang out the most on Instagram. So you can find us at luscious.hustle on the gram. And then after that, all of our programs and everything else is on our website, which is www.luscioushustle.com.
1: Yeah. We have a cool quiz there. You can learn We have a cool quiz. What type of luscious
2: Luscious hustler Hustler are you? Oh, I'm going to go take that.
0: (laughs) Well, Lauren, Betsy, thank you guys so much for joining me. You guys have brought so much fun and light and laughter to the show. And just thank you for showing up and sharing your truth and your passion. Oh, thank you oh, so, so much awesome. for having us. This is incredible.
2: You. Yes. Yeah.
0: I ended up taking the quiz that was mentioned after the episode was recorded and learned that my luscious hustler type is the dreamer. I'm not sure this surprises anyone who knows me, but I loved figuring this out. And I seriously love this conversation. And if you did too, share it with a friend or even better, screenshot it, show me that you're listening to it and share it on social media. You can tag at MindBizLife and I will reshare your post. Don't forget to connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter while you're at it. You can find the podcast by searching the username at MindBizLife score direct links to the Luscious Hustle website, social channels, and podcast on this week's episode notes found on mindbizlife.com. I'll see you back here for another episode. But until then, remember every level of life is an opportunity to grow. Be well, my friend.